Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Today we celebrate, we celebrate All Saints Day. Today is the day that we think about and ponder the glory of heaven. And at the same time, we remember the blessed saints who have died this past year and who are with Jesus right now. We must keep in mind, though, that when we say the word saint, well, we're not referring only to super-religious, holy dead people, if you will, those in the supposed Christian Hall of Fame. That is to say, we're not referring to people who have accumulated holiness by doing a bunch of holy things. But instead, when we use that term saint, when we use that term saint, we're describing Christians in general. It's the term saint. Yes, the term saint is a term that's used to describe Christians who have been baptized into Christ, including those who have died in Jesus and those who are still living in Jesus. Now, even though all Christians are called saints because of what Christ did for them in baptism, there are still some people in our world who like to imagine that saints are those individuals who are extraordinary, those saints who are strong and successful Christians. Yes, some imagine that saints are super Christians that are resilient and cheerful and brave and secure. It is believed that these saints walk through life on some religious high cloud, some religious high level with shiny halo over their head while speaking pious religious overtones. Jesus, though, Christ, though, he describes what these saints are like in our reading from the Gospel of Matthew this morning. And what we hear from the Gospel of Matthew is something quite contrary 
to what we often think what a saint is. You see, with their tilted halos, their scrappy faith, and scuffed-up Bibles, we hear this morning that these saints are poor in spirit. Yes, they're poor in spirit. They're mournful over the sin of the world and their own sin. They're humble, and they're hungry for righteousness. And to our surprise, and to our surprise, these saints are not resilient They're not cheerful all the time or brave, and they have no self-security. In fact, these saints are not extraordinary. They're not strong at all. They're not successful at all, but they're quite the opposite. Indeed, they are quite the opposite. Now, I don't know about you, but this description certainly does not sound like a great description of a saint. It sounds more like the description of a loser, someone who amounts to nothing in this life, perhaps a weakling. And yet, contrary, contrary to what we might think Jesus describes in our Gospel of Matthew, the fifth chapter, what it looks like to be a saint, what it looks like to be a Christian, this Christian life. Unfortunately, though, as we've already alluded to, there are way too many churches and way too many religious gurus out there that like to describe the Christian faith in ways that is absolutely contrary, the exact opposite to how Christ describes it. In fact, they often describe that Christian faith, indeed, as I just mentioned, the exact opposite of how Jesus describes it. And you and I, well, we're often tempted to believe them. We can fall into that trap, believing that what a saint is is according to their definition. But dear friends, please listen this morning. Please listen, being being a saint, being a saint is not about pretending that we do not sin. You see, only fools, only fools pretend to be good and to brag about it. Only fools go around with a proud spirit saying this, well, I'm doing very well this morning, thank you very much. I'm doing very well in the Christian life. Look at me, I have not sinned in two days, I've got my life together. Follow these easy religious principles and live the good life like me. Ah, I've got it together, this Christian faith. It's good. I've got it going. And so, to the point, if you cannot live up to the religious superstars of our world with all their prideful and foolish claims of superiority, my friends, good. If you cannot live up to them, good. They're not blessed, but damned fools. You, though, yes, you, You are blessed. You're blessed when you're poor in spirit. You're blessed when you confess your sins. You're blessed when you confess that you are beggarly poor before God, knowing that you cannot do anything in your own strength to obtain eternal life. Being a saint is also not about always being happy, we must keep in mind. Sure, there is joy in this Christian life. There is indeed joy in this Christian life. But dear friends, a Christian does not go around with a fake plastic smile on their face all the time condemning other people around them who are not as happy as they are. And so if you find yourself full of sorrow, if you find yourself full of sorrow, when you look at the world, and you look at your own old Adam, your sinful nature, if you find yourself full of sorrow when you look out and see the mess of the world and you see the mess of your own heart, my friends, good. You are blessed. 
You're blessed not when you fake your happiness to somehow rise above the problems of the world, but you are blessed when you recognize things as they really are in this life, and then you mourn over the sin of this world and the sin in your own very life. You are blessed. Furthermore, being a saint is not about being quickly triggered or offended by the struggles and problems of life. You see, a saint does not scream out when they're victimized and offended. A saint does not rush to the keyboard to to display their outrage and victimization of being offended. A saint does not have that knee-jerk reaction to protest every single little problem in this world. But instead, a saint does not take themselves too seriously. And when offended, they have learned from Jesus not to get too worked up. Finally, being a saint is not about having a full belly Not a full belly of food, but a full belly of being self-satisfied. You know what I'm talking about. All sorts of people in this world have elevated themselves to that status of sainthood, acting like they're perfectly content, acting like they're perfectly content and fulfilled in this life. According to them, their faith has somehow led them to the good life, the perfect house, the perfect spouse, the perfect kids, the perfect school, the perfect car, the perfect job, the perfect friends. They need nothing because they have everything, or so it seems. And so, if you do not have it all, in fact, if you find yourself quite the contrary, if you find yourself hungry and empty, saying, Lord, have mercy, God help me, Lord, have mercy, God help me, good, you are blessed. You see, a saint is never satisfied, but always hungry. A saint does not have an apathetic stomach full of sin, but is always hungry and thirsting and desiring righteousness, seeking out God's word and sacrament at all chances. A saint is typically not hungry for temporal little things in this life that are here one day and gone the next, but a saint knows that temporal things fade and the saint desires and screams out for and hungers for righteousness of Jesus. God help us. God help me. And so to the point, according to Jesus, saints in this life under the sun, they are a poor company of beggars filled with tears because of the sufferings of this life. Yes, this is what a saint looks like. They're distressed by sin and falling over and over as they muddle through this life again. These saints, they they hunger and thirst for righteousness knowing that they have nothing to offer God except their sin. And so, considering all that we've heard thus far, I ask you today, yes, I ask you today, are you among the saints as described by Jesus in Matthew 5? Are you poor in spirit? Are you mourning over your sin? Are you humble and hungry for righteousness? Or perhaps, or perhaps, have you gone the way of pride, buying into the false view of a saint according to the world's standards? This corrupted false view of a saint according to the world's standards. There's actually an ancient Christian named St. Augustine. That's really good. He says this. Really good. He once said that God gives where he finds empty hands. One more time. God gives where he finds empty hands. And so what this means is that a saint is not a person who has his hands full of all sorts of spiritual trophies. Ta-da! Look at what I have done. But a saint is someone who has empty hands. 
crying out, Jesus, help me. A saint is not someone who pumps his hands or clenches his fists in victory and proudness and beats his chest, confessing what he has accomplished. But no, a saint is one who clenches his fists and beats his chest, saying, God, have mercy on me, the sinner. A saint is not someone who is popular in the eyes of the world, but is one who knows that Christianity, well, it's never been popular in the world and never will be. A saint knows that the gospel is for sinners only. Sinners like you, and especially me. And so to the point of all of this, dear saints, dear friends, drop everything. You neither have the power nor the ability to be a saint according to the world's standards by your own reason or strength. It just cannot happen. Just drop everything. You do not have enough faith. You do not have enough goodness. You do not have enough ability and spiritual go-go juice to become a saint according to the world's standards. But instead... Know this. Instead, hear this. Hear this good news. Christ Jesus, he made himself nothing, taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men so that he could live that perfect life for you and die that death for you in your stead for your sin. Yes, Jesus, he, he, he humbled himself and in meekness and sorrow for sin of the world, your sin, my sin, well, he suffered and he died and he was buried and he rose for us to redeem lost and prideful and condemned persons. Yes, he takes sinners and then he clothes these sinners with righteousness and then he pronounces us as saints. And so, when we receive this sheer gift, which we certainly have in our baptism, God the Father looks at us and he does not look at our own worth, our own merit, our own abilities, but he looks at Christ wrapped around us, forgiving us, and he says to you, beloved saints, I'm well pleased with you. And so what the world sees here at St. Paul's Lutheran Church is quite frankly this. The world looks at our church, looks inside the windows of this church, looks at you and me, and sees a bunch of poor and meek and humble and hungry people who are supposedly cursed with low self-esteem. However, what the world does not see and cannot understand is that even though we are all muddling through this life with our tilted halos, our scrappy faith, and our scuffed-up Bibles, that Jesus nonetheless pronounces us blessed he pronounces us blessed. And you see, we are blessed not because of our abilities, not because of what we have done. We are blessed because he opens our hands to receive his good gifts. And ah, do we receive. We receive gifts upon gifts in this church as the Lord lavishly pours out his gifts upon us. We're blessed because we're given a conviction of sin, to understand our sins, to have sorrow for our sins, and to lament at the world and say, Lord, have mercy on us. We're blessed because we're given a hunger for the Lord's gospel and his gifts. We're blessed because just like those saints who have passed away and are with Jesus, we too are clothed in the same righteousness of Christ. Baptized saints, yes, you are saints. Think of that. I'm looking at saints right now. I am beholding an array of beautiful saints, purchased and redeemed, blood-bought saints in Jesus. You are saints who wait for the day when we will all join the saints who have departed in this life under the sun and are resting with Christ right now. 
And together with those saints who have passed away, together on that great day, you and me, all of us together, all of us saints together, we will have true joy, everlasting joy. And as we heard in our reading from Revelation, all of our tears, all of our sorrow and our pain, ah, it will be wiped away for good, gone forever. And so chins up today, blessed saints, baptized saints, you are redeemed, you're forgiven, you're clothed in the radiance of Christ today and forevermore. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.